Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Me. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no spy girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse, Back to Black, directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R, under 17, not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Hootie Who Glamour Girls, this is just your weekly reminder that our first show in seven months, that's right, our first show in seven months is on June 15th at the Bell House, and we cannot wait to see you there. I can't believe it's been so long since we've done a show. That's actually crazy. I know. We are leaving money on the table. I've said it once, (laughs) and I'll say it again. We are bad at our job as podcasters, but that's what makes us relatable. And guess what? This show is going to blow your mind out of your skull because we have an incredible lineup that includes Josh Sharp and Aaron Jackson, the pervert brothers themselves, <laughs> Sabrina Wu, and the Pulitzer Prize winning Andrea Long Chu. Yeah. We're bringing a Pulitzer to the yeah. Bell House. You know, I have heard a rumor that she might bring the physical prize. <laughs> and potentially, you know, I think it would be fun if we actually, if she gave us the prize, <laughs> then came on stage and we presented it to her anew. <laughs> so it's sort of, it can be like Studio Lab presents the Pulitzer Prizes. <laughs> Wait, that's actually, unfortunately, that's a whole new show that we have to do. All right, um, we're doing it. But Stick genius. around. Stick around. But anyway, see you at the Bell House on yeah, June the Bell 15th. House. Uh, tickets are on our in our Instagram bio, but also guess what? Google it. Yeah, it's pretty easy. You're smart. Hard. All um, right. Enjoy the episode. Bye. podcast starts now what's up everyone around the world you are listening to the most influential podcast on earth that's right stradio lab the podcast that has toppled governments that has started and ended wars the um that has been tried for multiple crimes but never successfully never successfully and yeah we've toppled governments some of them good some of them bad i would say we come out at a 50 50 in terms of success rate in terms of promoting democracy (laughs) and that's something that you won't get from cnn or msnbc (laughs) no what we're doing is well we're 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 just adding a, a little chaos you know yeah it's, it's it's not sort of like we have the right morals it's sort of like no we just get petty and sort of decide which government should fall and which one should rise up i know it's true do you think there's a world in which politics are run with 
more emotions in mind. Whoa, what an interesting <laughs> question. What do you mean with more emotions in mind? Like, I feel like right now it's like everyone's in politics. They're obsessed with like logical thinking. Oh, that's fascinating because I feel the opposite. Really? Tell me. Yeah, I feel like politics is all about emotion. If only it was about logical thinking, then we would have, uh, you know, health care and oh, there would be my no war. God, we are literally doing crossfire. This is crazy. I think, uh, <laughs> I, I mean, I think it's, um, I think that anyone who is thinking logically is immediately uh, talked over by someone who is thinking emotionally. I think what you're maybe pointing to is, okay, I think what's taking over politics is masculine emotion and what we need more of is feminine emotion. Mm, is that maybe what you're pointing to? Maybe that's what I'm pointing to. Mostly I'm pointing to like, I don't like that we have to follow laws all the time. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, say more. Well, just like because that's sort of different than what I had in mind. I, I guess I was thinking more like you know something like um, I don't know, uh, you know, you know, racist or transphobic policies. Like those are very much like they are uh, they are emotion first. They're not right. using logic, and they are and people are winning because they are appealing to people's base instincts rather than to to reason or to any sort of higher moral um, you know grounding. No, but no, you're that's, saying that's you really don't smart. want to follow laws. Yeah. <laughs> what I'm saying is like, I hate that it's that people are like, well, that's a law. So you have okay. to do it because I'm always like, well, I didn't write it. I, I, I like. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh -huh. <laughs> like, I didn't even vote on that. Like, uh, that's sort of how I feel about taxes. And I'm not saying that it's, I, it's not that I don't want to pay taxes. Of course, I want to pay no, taxes. You love that part of the year. I love taxes. And I'm actually an early investor in TurboTax, <laughs> a perfect and flawless platform that empowers me to pay my taxes every year. But I'm also just like, or you know what I feel like that, that way about credit scores. I'm like, mm. I did not consent to the way this is counted. What are you talking about? Well, and the thing with credit scores also is it's like, it just starts. Like, it should have been like, like I wish someone yeah. had sent me a letter that was like, starting now, your credit score will happen. But instead it was yeah. like, you mean the stuff that was like happening when I was in college counts? It's like, no, 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 no. Right. And also if I want to open a J. Crew credit card because there <laughs> happens to be a discount that month, is anyone going to tell me if that's going to affect it positively or negatively? No, there's no one I can call. No one knows. I'm also like, so you're watching all of this? Like you guys all have jobs where I you're know. watching my, yeah. how I use my credit card and yet the roads have holes in them. Yeah, I didn't I didn't consent to being on Vanderpump Rules. I'm not on, I'm not a reality television star. I actually think I would be a very good one if the if push came to shove. Of course. But I would need to first know that the cameras are on. This isn't Big Brother. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, it's just not fair. Um it it drives me insane. You know, yeah. I, I guess that's my those are my entire thoughts on government. Wait, hold on, because I'm actually more confused than ever, because now I'm like, where does emotion fit into this? And I don't I'm sorry to keep doing crossfire and pushing you to prove your point. In fact, I'm being logical in that sense where you're I'm being, like, I'm not being toxic. Getting, I, I'm being toxically logical because I'm like, show me the work. <laughs> OK, I guess what I was thinking more was like, like, I think the problem is, um, is that you are right. I think the problem is that I spoke without <laughs> okay. thinking and maybe I that's see. sort of the issue that's going on in this particular intro. I see. As soon as okay. you pointed out that actually it's all very emotional and actually that like leads to a bunch of really sad stuff. I was like, mm, maybe this is not like a playful thing to follow through on. Cause I was sort of thinking like, wouldn't it be funny if like this 
politician was rude to this other politician and then therefore like they went to war and that's kind yeah. of all it was but then i think you pointed out like yeah that is kind of what it is like it's not not that you know what is toxically logical and i think where your argument really uh does make a lot of sense is the law rather than government like yeah, I, the, yeah. the idea that you are like if i sue you for something the emotional truth might be different than the legal truth yeah yeah right that's basically what i was saying basically i just don't agree that laws are um this higher power binding right exactly yeah jesus is my yeah i mean (laughs) i didn't the the bible (laughs) yeah the lord yeah bless that's that's my law the bible yeah and by the way you know emotion versus reason it is one of those eternal struggles where actually if you were to gun to my head what's better i couldn't i really think it depends on the it's a case-by-case basis yeah I'm going to go emotion still. Really? Yeah, I'm going to go full emotion. I'm going to pick a side on this crossfire yeah. debate. I'm going to go full emotion. And I'm going to I I'm going to choose reason. No. And I actually think it's like a conservative part of me or something. <laughs> I think there's something about me and I think it's actually a privileged position to think that reason ultimately works out in your favor. Don't you think? A 100%. It's like it's like yeah, like every time I've used reason, it's worked out. So surely that's a gr- that's a good framework for everything to uh, to abide by um yeah whereas i'm just so empathetic and so exactly. um you know worldly a man, of the people. a man of the people that you know i say we need to we need to lead with feelings we need to lead with love yes well you're going around you're walking around the streets of new york every time you make eye contact with someone you burst into tears <laughs> because you see their story flash before your eyes and you say you are a daughter i see their i see their parents taking them home from the hospital i see their first job i see them getting the the b plus when they wanted the a and i i cry i cry for them yeah i had a really conservative moment recently do you want to hear about it and then we'll bring in our guest i would love that i would love for you to reveal your most conservative it was actually i actually am i feel almost humiliated that i'm even saying this out loud I was thinking about the prospect of having children. Uh-huh. And truly as an in, like an intrusive thought out of nowhere, I was like, well, they're not gonna have a mother. <laughs> Can you imagine? I was like, uh-oh. <laughs> there was a border. I was like, whoa, I did not know there was some di- very deep inside me was the feeling that. Oh, no, they're not going to have a mother. Well, just seems like a kid should have a mother and a father. I, I, and then I was I was really like, well, a kid can't not have a mother. And I was like, shut up, shut up, shut up. Wow. I love when that stuff happens. It was so creep. It's so crazy. No, I, the thing I do when I think about children is I'm like, well, they're going to get straight A's. Like, I'm like, well, they're gonna, I'm going to be really fucking hard on them. And it's like, what well, is that even? Like, yeah. don't, you don't need to do that. One, they don't exist. Two, sure. like, lighten up. Like, didn't we, haven't we all learned that? It's like not necessarily about the straight A's and the getting into whatever school. Well, yes and no. And yes and no. On average, I mean, this is where reason ends up working out more than fifty percent of the time at the end. Okay, I think we need to bring in our guest because I think I need his. First of all, as a cultural leader, I think I need his opinion on emotion versus reason stat. Yeah, I'm actually so scared that because. We were actually saying a lot of things that we sort of believe, and now yeah. someone um, genuinely smart and aware will come in and sort of. I, yes. I I feel sort of a a decimation of every of our entire intro. Incoming. I'm ready to be dom. Is pretty much <laughs> what's going on. Yes, I think that's pretty and, much it. And and I do want to say, you know, 
Uh, this is the first time in three years of doing the podcast that we have a guest that shares one of our names. Isn't that sort of crazy? We have pretty common names, both you and I. Never before have we had a guest that shares that is either named George or Sam. Wow, that is crazy. I know. You're 100% right. Please welcome the host of Intuit and Vibe Check, our friend, Sam Sanders. Oh, my God. I'm so happy to be here. I've been having to, like, write on my tongue the last several minutes because I'm like, this conversation is so good. I want to get in there. I want to get in there. <laughs> I know we really torture our guests that way. We either we either have a really great and profound conversation or we have the dumbest possible conversation any two gay guys could possibly have. Yeah. Which I actually think is more tempting to jump in on and be like, shut up. <laughs> no, listen, when y'all said J. Crew credit card, I was yeah. like, I did that in I college. I did that too. It fucked up my credit and I had no idea for a year. Really? Literally got the credit card for the discount. Yeah. And guess what, Sam? I did it. I did it in April of 2023. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, you got a 15%. But yeah, no one off. tells you that, like, there's just like a permanent record on your fucking credit. No one tells you. No one tells until you. Until you figure it out. Yeah. And you're also sort of like, yeah, I'll, I remember in college, I like would sometimes not have the money to pay my credit cards, and then I would pay it like the next month. And I'm like, yeah, I pay. I mean, what, what matters is that I paid it. Turns out, not the case. Not the you case. You have to actually pay it on time. I mean, it don't even. This is literally like the maybe the most tacky thing to complain about. But truly, don't get me started on the fact that you have to have credit in order to buy like to a get house anything. or whatever. Yeah, it's like why? Yeah, I was talking to Julio Torres. Mm -hmm. He has a new movie coming out. It premiered at South by. We chatted there. But in researching him for the interview, he's talking interviews about how he doesn't believe in the idea of credit, so he has none. Yeah. He's just yeah. like, no, I have the money. That's it. <laughs> yeah. 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 That is sort of classic. That's kind Julio. of amazing. We're 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 close with Julio and it's always oh, yeah. so Is he actually like that? Oh, like, yeah. oh yeah. He's been on this non credit <laughs> How does card that thing. Work? He's been on this non credit card thing forever. And <laughs> Oh but he God. also doesn't believe oh in other sort of quintessentially human things, not to call him out. <laughs> he's like, out of this world. And I, I love really, him for that. He is. Of and course. he's openly out of this world. I mean, a thing that I that is a sort of, uh, in fact, running joke on this podcast, because we've had him on a few times, is that he just his food habits are sort of psychotic. Like, he <laughs> really all like one it, color of food or some shit. Yeah. Ex like, he really thinks of it as sustenance. And one time, and I'll never forget this, and I've mentioned it before. He, I was like, so what would you have for dinner? And he was like, I don't know, tempeh over the sink. <laughs> over the sink <laughs> like that's the way one prepares it you know yeah, little over yeah. the sink tempeh I was like I guess I love it but it's good that he's weird because that movie is so weird and it's perfect because it's weird well exactly and I'm also like yeah you can he basically saves all his energy for creative and artistic endeavors like he yes. will not spend his energy cooking a roast chicken because he has to make sure that Tilda Swinton's scarf is the perfect shade of fuchsia in the film <laughs> and there you go and there you go yeah yeah love him i think the other issue is like in theory i am not like i'm like oh yeah i'm not gonna learn how credit cards work but then it's like i get no tempted, you're not but then i'm like mm, but wait it's just free money and that's where i get yeah. <laughs> well then here's what happens and you know this you've got that one friend or several friends who are like you gotta get the points gotta get the points yeah. gotta get the points get this card get Chase Sapphire, American Express, get the points, get the points, get the points. Then you do it because they've told you to. But then you have your little points credit card and you're too lazy to cash out your fucking points and you don't know how. So you're just stuck with credit card debt and points you won't use. Mm -hmm. No, it's true. Mm -hmm. I mean, it is. OK, I've been recently going through this with flying where I was always like every time someone was like, oh, get, you know, get airline, get, you know, mm -hmm. uh, miles or sign up for. Um, 
what's it called? Global entry, like all these things to make your life easier when flying. I was always like, no, like flying just sucks and you have to deal with it. And it, you just like, there's no point in trying to make it better. And I have Although, to say, have you done the lounge yet? Well, that's what I'm saying. Lounge. That's what I'm saying. The couple of times that I've been in the lounge, I'm like, oh, first of all, I'm now a Republican. And second of all, <laughs> I'm dedicating my entire life to making sure this can be my lifestyle from here on out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's crazy. That's kind of amazing. They really make you want to be rich in this world. I don't like it. I, <laughs> I don't But like I still it. want to be rich. And yeah, that buffet. Yet, that buffet. I mean, free drinks so even. It's like, yeah. you can't just give away free drinks. And the bartender in the lounge is nicer than any other bartender. No, absolutely. How are you and, doing? And then you're oh also my goodness, like, what's going on? It's so literal, like the way that there is just a separate world for people who can afford it <laughs> within the airport is it's so it's too literal. It's too on the nose. It's really like it's, it's cartoonish. Very, it's parasite because you can hear the change. You're like in you're like there in the pack and the horde with the people. Yeah. Like, Wah, cacophonous. And then as soon as little glass doors of the lounge open up, time stops. Sound stops. It's quiet. The lights are brighter. And yeah. they like give you a wet towelette and you're just like, totally. oh my God, I want to be the 1%. I want this all the time. I don't care about socialism anymore. <laughs> Fuck it. I mean, the bathrooms alone will make me throw <laughs> away my morals. It is so <laughs> crazy. The privacy they get. I'm like, this is oh, yeah. all I want. Uh, it's just crazy. Yeah. But it's such a literal, like, like, it's like, why don't we just not have one part of the airport that sucks and one part of the airport that rules? Why can't we just make the airport generally more pleasant? And they're like, no. Would agree. Nope, <laughs> no. not doing that. Not doing no. that. Well, then it's like once you get in the lounge, one, when I, I've, I've gotten to do a lounge maybe like twice. Uh, and each time I've noticed once you're in there, everyone else who's in there gives you like a head nod of like, yes, welcome. You're one of us. You're one of us now. It's very secret fraternity. Yeah. As you're like entering, if you happen to enter with like another person that's there at the same time, you're both sort of like, finally, we can be in real life. <laughs> yeah. Left those others behind, yeah. didn't we? As people are like, as people, as like faceless rioters are sort of outside the lounge <laughs> and they're just like, let us in. Help us. Like, oh, I'm sorry, sweetie. You don't have a number. <laughs> yeah. No, I, uh, my choice family well it's everyone else in the delta sky lounge <laughs> delta if you're listening yeah. the world has been the the ethos of the delta sky lounge now permeates every part of the world have you mm -hmm. noticed how now everything has its own little first class thing i noticed yes. even just just in the airport like i used to be like yes i you know i'm jealous of the people at the at the delta sky lounge but i've never been so obsessed with like skipping lines or anything i'm like yeah the line will take like 15 minutes and then i'll like go my way but now the lines are getting worse and worse people are getting rowdier and then everyone who's smart has like signed up for global entry so there's there's at every single stage of the airport experience you are aware that you are with the plebeians <laughs> yes can i tell you this to the extreme uh a friend of mine was djing at a super duper elite black hippie flea market the flea market had vip access like there I'm was sorry. tiered access <laughs> for the fucking flea market. Did you say a, a a black hippie flea market DJ? Yes. And there was yes. a VIP oh section. There was a VIP. was this so in like, Los Angeles? It was oh baby, <laughs> so Los Angeles. <laughs> Where else? Where the fuck else? But no. So there is this like the only way that I can describe it is like 
South LA, Issa Rae, mm-hmm. Insecure, Cool. Oh, I Everyone know exactly. Is black in yes. 24, Absolutely. cooler than you. They do this thing called Black Market Flea, where it's like a okay. flea market, but also like a black hippie party. And there's DJs and there's music and there's this and there's that. And I want to see my friend spin. So I get tickets. My boyfriend and I get there. The line is like a mile long. And then I'm like, how do we get in? And they're like, well, if you don't have the VIP access, you probably won't make it for an hour. And I'm like, how have we taken the idea yeah. of points and elite access even to the flea market. I know. Even to the flea market. What's next? Well, everything is the absolute lounge at Pride <laughs> now. It is, you know, yes. there's, and there's really no going back. No. Wow. I can't go to festivals now without VIP badge access. I'm sitting down. I'm not standing up. I mean, uh, hardly I can go to a concert now. It's like, I, know. I better know uh, that I'm yeah. going to have a section reserved. <laughs> yes. I can't even do regular movie theaters anymore. I need to go to Draft House with my assigned seating. And someone better bring me a boozy milkshake before the promos are over. <laughs> well, I recently signed up for, what's the one that has, I think it's AMC. It's the one that has like, you pay $25 a month and it's truly unlimited movies. Yeah. But their yeah. chairs are like fully like lazy boy 6,000s. Like these, this is a model yeah, you baby. don't see anywhere else. They are only at like <laughs> yeah. the Brookstone at the mall in a gated community. <laughs> RIP sharper image. RIP sharper it. image. Yes. I know. I miss it every day. What is the one piece of life that should not be premier accessed i mean allegedly democracy <laughs> allegedly <laughs> healthcare, but i have one medical what can i say i, I even mean, have we like were... elite lounge healthcare. yeah we were like who is it that was on i think when geo was on we were talking about how they should make voting more exclusive where they would have like a step and repeat with sponsors <laughs> on, on the wall <laughs> then maybe people would make then maybe people would go vote if they got like a free smoothie yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, in the like reverse psychology way, you should almost have to pay $25 and get a wristband to go vote. Like that actually might make people be like, Makes oh, it I have like, to go. Yeah. Like, I have oh to God. have this. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the Stop Coney 2012 wristband yeah. for that. Yeah. When we There's all thought that we could like, like stop this dictator with mm-hmm. the wristband. Oh, God. That was such a weird time. It was weird because even yeah. in the moment, it was like, this is stupid, but who am I to say no? <laughs> but yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm just some guy. Yeah. Maybe the yeah. solution is like all the basic needs we have, like housing, health care, things that are literally life or death. Maybe all of those should be completely uniform. Like literally yes. everyone should live in like box apartments that are mandated by the government. I would love but that. then outside of that, it's a free for all. Like you can <laughs> you can be a billionaire in every other thing you do. You're like flying everywhere with a private jet. You have a private island, whatever. But you have to go to the same doctors. There's no one medical. And you have to mm-hmm. have the same house as, you know, a gay podcaster, for instance. <laughs> <laughs> and I think maybe that because then it's like, yeah, everyone has the instinct to want something more exclusive and to uh, use their hard earned money. But mm-hmm. at the very least, everyone can see a doctor. That's my solution. Yes. The only thing that I want tiered access for yes. are every hiking trail in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the tier of folks who want to f- walk fast sure. and the tier of folks who are taking their selfies and watching their ugly chihuahua be ugly. Wow. Yeah. I'm trying to move. <laughs> well, you're I want my own the- lane. Yeah, you're preaching to the choir because Sam and I just watched the movie Wild with Reese Witherspoon, and so hiking is really on our mind. And guess what? Uh-huh. Her trip would have been a lot easier if she had some exclusive white woman author trail that she could follow <laughs> rather than being constantly preyed upon by men. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Wow. it's we fixed it. Tiered access for hiking. Tiered access for hiking. It's funny that you say you like walk fast while hiking because I'm sort of like, oh, I didn't know that was an option. Like in my mind, all LA hiking, (laughs) (laughs) like the mountains of LA are just the natural step and repeat. Like that's the entire. (laughs) Can I tell you my ultimate LA hike? 
Uh, and it's not even for both dogs. It's only for the small dog because he can handle it. But I'll do Wisdom Tree, which is basically like a steep climb. Like you're climbing up a rock. And when you get to the top, you can see the whole city all the way to like the Burbank Ikea. But I purposely walk it up so fast to where my heart rate is 140 or higher the whole way. Like I want it. And so I'll be going. Wow. I'll, be going I'll be like checking. Heart rate, heart rate, go, go. Because that's how crazy I am. Wow. Wow. And because see, that has is... replaced the run for the day, the hike. Interesting. It's stupid. No, it no, is an no, unchecked no. anxiety no. disorder, I'm sure. No, no, no. It's beautiful and it's 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 self-love. <laughs> so is OCD. OCD is actually beautiful. <laughs> it is beautiful, and we should all have it. And if you don't have it, there's something wrong with you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. How slow of a hiker are you, Sam Taggart? Um, I'm pretty slow. I take my time. Like because okay. I I love a run. But when I'm hiking, I'm like, well, this is you're meandering. It's supposed yes, to be the scene. in my mind. Yeah, and like, I like that. being able to like, like I hate having to look at the ground while hiking. Also, and if I'm going too fast, I feel like I'm gonna need to look at the the ground to that's see if, what if I'm gonna trip and fall. Yeah. So that's sort of um, honestly that's where I, you're at. That's where I'm at. And I think what I actually would love, which I've never done and have no experience in, and not even sure if it's real, but I think what I want in my nature is if I were sort of riding some sort of horse. I don't want a car, but imagine you're like meandering on a horse. I've done that. No. You want to walk next to a pony is what you want. I'm going to tell you something. My neighbors across the street had a fifth birthday party for their kid last weekend. They had a DJ. I think they had a food truck and they had ponies. Hmm. So I'm just looking out the window the whole night being like, it's a pony there. Oh my God. And I've realized you actually want a pony by your side whenever you're outdoors. Wouldn't that be great? You're just walking around with a pony. Everyone's like, oh, my God, it's a pony. That would actually be that so would be great. It would also be great for your personal space because, you know, the naturally people will back you get up. a little more people will back up. <laughs> yeah. You take that in Whole Foods. No one's bumping you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Get out know, of my way. I feel like when I go, you know, my a lot of my family lives in Greece. And when I go to in a lot of Greek islands, they have donkeys that are there to carry oh. your like you'll literally get a donkey to take you to your hotel and it will like carry your luggage. And you know it's its natural habitat. I don't. I think they're treated well by their, um, you know. And and you're sort of like, yeah, I would love to have a donkey that is accompanies me around Manhattan and even Brooklyn. Sounds like a Pixar movie. It's true. I know. Let's make it. Imagine a big eyed donkey. Pixar. I've always five. thought. You know, I have always thought. I my next move is going to be writing. You know how Pixar is doing a movie for every kind of um, national background and ethnic identity. I'm going to write the Greek oh, one. Yeah. That's a great idea. <laughs> is it, okay. What's it called? <laughs> Oh God! Oh God! Opa. You're Opa. Yes, it's called Opa. <laughs> Who's the main character? Well, What's a very I think Greek it could thing? be a gay donkey for sure. Okay. I also think it could be. I mean, going. I, Pixar loves to fetishize an old wise grandmother, and I feel like yes. you know, and I then have kill to, her at the end, and then kill her, kill her at the end to teach a lesson. So I feel like it could be like a mm-hmm. Greek grandmother that's making a moussaka with, with magic ingredients or something. Um, I mean, not to I be think completely basic, yeah. but I, it's going to have to have some of those Greek gods in there. I, I was That was going to oh, be my next point. Yeah. I was going to be. Yeah. Like, I think oh, it's yeah. like it starts grounded. There's a donkey. There's a grandma. And then, of course, the Greek gods intervene. See, that's fun. I'm watching. Donkey is coming out as LGBTQ plus. Can we colorblind cast? Because I have suggestions. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, first of all, the donkey can be literally any race because it's a donkey. <laughs> But which is the god with the snakes in her hair, or the hair is snakes? Medusa, well, Medusa or Minerva? Medusa is not a god. Is not one of the gods, but she's certainly a major supporting character. She's in the mix. She's in the mix. Lizzo was Medusa. 
Because oh, oh. Lizzo should have gotten Ursula for Little Mermaid. Mm. I, that is actually very true. I'm, I gotta say, I'm nervous for a little. Wait, Mermaid, I was gonna but say, that's a conversation this is for another. Sam Sanders, I question. just tell, tell. Uh, and I can answer it because I've been thinking about it all week and talking okay. about it all week for my other job. Yes. Is Little Mermaid gonna be good or bad? So on my Vulture podcast, Into It, uh, we have done two interviews for an episode publishing next week on just okay. like the state of the Black Princess in Disney lore. So we talked to a PhD who studies black girls in fantasy and she reviewed the first two times uh that disney tried princess shit real big it was brandy as cinderella mm-hmm. and the princess and the frog those two were kind of mid but then we interviewed vulture's movie critic angelica jade bastion and she ripped that film a new one the she new one the little mermaid the new one it serves yeah. no purpose she says she's like it's two hours long but they really don't add anything except a few sure. lines of empowerment the casting is never explained. So you're like, why is everyone 18 different colors? I don't understand. <laughs> right. They do that live action thing that Disney has done where it's like too dark and the animals look like they're in the uncanny valley. Uh-huh. That's my and biggest she says there's no chemistry. It. She was like, yeah. this movie, like, sure, it exists. Good for Hallie, but it's mm-hmm. not good. That's too bad. They, they make him look too weird. It's, it's, it's like my big, oh, Also, she said all the new Lin-Manuel songs. Who needs more Lin Manuel songs at this point? I Damn. Know. Somebody's got to say it. And listen, I respect Hamilton for the cultural revolution it was, but it's a Lin Manuel industrial complex at this point. <laughs> I got to say, when Angelica it's, it's a lot. when Angelica decides to pan something, it is Oh, she goes in. brutal in my in my <laughs> she goes uh, in. in my experience. She also ripped the new Black Panther a new one uh last summer with me and I'm like, yeah. "You go, girl." Speak truth to power. Wow. Brave. So go see it. You might not like it. Hallie is great. Yeah. I'm sure Hallie is great. Does she do the songs well? That's all I really want. Does she? Yeah. yeah. But I but I do yeah. think, I mean, I can't, you know, I, I can't really speak to the race blind casting of it all. But to me, the, the, the uncanny valley of the animals and how dark everything is really. Yeah, I don't get like, it. I mean, I when it. you look at. I don't know, whatever. I'm not saying anything new, but like the old Disney movies are so colorful and so made for children. And it's such a like joy to um, to watch them with little kids because they're so excited. But yeah, you know. well, and, and it's like just because the technology used to animate has advanced doesn't mean you have to always advance as far as you could go. Like, I know. Weren't they drawing the original mermaid with like pencil and paper? Baby, it worked. It worked. You could still do that. It worked. Don't get me started. Don't even get me started. <laughs> oh, I'm wow. also worried about the Bailey girls because I'm like, there's too much pressure on them. There's too I, much pressure. They need a government mandated vacation and they need to both go to Hawaii and not have to like answer to everyone every day for a full year. They're too young. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think they rushed out that Chloe album too fast. I think they both. They, they is both it already need... out yet? Because they were teasing singles for a while. Yeah, it came out like a uh, month yeah, or it so is. ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's. They also need to get off social media. Like they need to like yeah. come in above everything. Like it's yeah. You know what's crazy? I'm sorry, but it's like we have all the we have a documentary for every single woman that existed in 2002. Each of them is about how we mistreated them, and then we're just like <laughs> we keep we do just doing the same thing. We do it again. It's but like with different flavors. All of the stuff with Chloe in Swarm, that was wild. You know, because she's in Swarm. Yeah. And, and like she had to explain like doing a sex scene. She's an adult. This is what happens. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. They have a lot of pressure on them. And, I, and part of me wonders, it's like 
for any woman who enters the public spotlight as a pop whatever, if you come into the world in that way as a teenager, will a certain number of people always just see you as a teenager? They'll always be seen as teenagers until they like literally look 45. Yeah. Totally. I think I thought Miley Cyrus was a teenager until like a month ago. Miley Cyrus didn't <laughs> stop being a teenager until she twerked on stage with Robin Thicke. <laughs> You'll recall Classic, the worst yeah. MTV VMA performance of all time. Yeah. Not just Robin Thicke doing blurred lines, but Miley yeah. Cyrus doing it with him. The way I remember that is though it was 9-11. Like, <laughs> I remember where I was. I remember like reading commentary about it. There was yeah. something that, and it was sort of the last breath of MTV being able to get any controversy out of something that was mm -hmm. on the actual like linear television channel like because the mm -hmm. the vmas used to be it's like every year it was something controversial it was like, it's the like what's gonna case. happen yeah yeah and that was really the last breath and there was something so deeply desperate about it where it was it, it was really so, like oof. marked the end of an era yeah um, yeah it was horrible <sighs> well should we do our anywho should we do our first segment <laughs> Let's do our first segment. I'm I'm ready. Sorry, I talked Joe's ear no, off. No, 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 no. no, no. We, we are, apologize. We love to um, sort of meander for as long as we can and you see know. where it goes. Um, okay. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We are both dealing with such different issues in our day-to-day -day lives. You have a full-time job in Los Angeles. You've had to uproot your home. You've had to, you have to figure out work-life balance. Meanwhile, I am a freelancer in New York City. How do I fit it all in one day? How do I create my own schedule? What am I, some boss lady in a film? You know, it's so hard. You have to be boss and employee. But you know what? We can't keep these things bottled up. You know, we need to let them out. That's right. People all carry around different stressors, both big and small. And when you bottle them up, it can start to affect you negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. I'll tell you something. Therapy in the past for me has been just a place where once a week I can tell someone what I'm thinking of in a safe and enclosed space where no one can enter and ask me to send an email because it is my time and it is my time for therapy. And everyone deserves that in all across this great nation. Yeah. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and hey, suited for your schedule. So get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Stradio today and get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Stradio. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Stadsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Jean Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. From BBC Radio 4. Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Hold up. 
Total Free Association. Yes. Oh, it is. That is the that is the theme of the day. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Okay, so Sam, Sam Sanders, Sam S. <laughs> our first segment is called Straight Shooters, and talk about free association. Get ready. Yeah. <laughs> in this segment, we test your familiarity with and complicity in straight culture by asking you a series of completely nonsensical rapid-fire questions where you have to choose one thing or another thing. And the one rule is you are not allowed to ask any follow-up questions about how the game works. And if you do, we will be furious. So I choose one of the other. I hear a question gayer or straighter. I hear a question coming, and I'm I'm gonna pretend I didn't hear it. Okay, okay. Oh my god. Okay. Oh my god. Sam, take it away. Let's go. Okay, Sam. Rocky Balboa or Jason Momoa? Jason Momoa. Mm, He's apparently queer coded for the new Fast and Furious. (laughs) I'm sure he is. That's what they're saying. That's what they're saying. I love that. I actually love that too. That's all right. Having a dry sense of humor or winning a wet t-shirt contest? Hmm. Winning a wet t-shirt contest. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Performing your civic duty or performing defying gravity? uh, (laughs) Um, All right. Let's see. Uh, Who had the best final riff for Defying Gravity? There's like super cuts of all the girlies singing the end of Defying Gravity. Who wins for y'all? You know, Sam, I have to be honest. This is still a question. (laughs) (laughs) I have to know. I have to know. I cannot believe. Sam, we are so upset Your score is plunging (laughs) as we speak. My credit score? My credit score? Yeah, we we are partnered with the IRS. We are partnered with, yes, with Credit Karma. We're partnered with Credit Karma. And as we speak, people are coming. You're losing your house. Oh, my God. (laughs) There are people at the door. They're knocking at the door. Yeah, the movers are here. Um, Okay, let's see. Um, A jury of your peers or Bill Murray throughout the years? (laughs) Bill Murray gives me weird vibes. A jury of your peers. Oh, and we'll get to that. Okay, um, <laughs> welcome to the jungle, or goodbye to you, goodbye to everything that I knew. Vanessa Carlton? <laughs> Mich- you can't answer that. <laughs> Michelle Brandt! Oh, I, I think it's low-key offensive that I can conflate the two of those. Agreed. <laughs> and we will be dealing with that as well. <laughs> I support them both, so that's my answer. Okay, let's see. Um... Having tea at the American Girl store or doing E as an American on the dance floor? <laughs> wow, that's a good one. I've never done E on a dance floor, so I want to try. Oh, yeah, you got I know. One. You're, you're like a quiet, a quiet dinner party only. I would never do E on a dance yeah. floor. That's too obvious. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of hack. Um, yeah. Okay, having a vinyl collection or getting a spinal correction? Ooh, I have a vinyl collection. And there you go. And okay. I, 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 it is one of the straighter things mm-hmm. in my life. <laughs> Homeschooling your kid or curating your grid? Curating your grid. Wow. Wow. Your grid's more loyal. Sam Taggart, how do you think Sam Sanders did? Well, I think that was a stunning um, rejection of norms. And <laughs> I found it to be activism actually and sort of yeah. standing up to the host of the podcast he was spray yes. painting the a anar- anarchy symbol on the wall resist of, yeah. of the walls of resist. Headquarters. so I, i'm gonna go ahead and go 892 doves yeah i and you know what i'm gonna agree wow. completely uh sam s we rank everyone's performance on a scale of zero to one thousand doves and mm-hmm. i'm gonna say i'm gonna say that's true 
I'm going to say that's true. Thank and you. that's a very high score, I, actually. I was hoping for 850, mm. which is the highest credit score possible. Oh. Oh, yes. Well, your credit score is in the tank. Oh, yeah. Zero. Ah. Zero, ah. sweetheart. Your credit score oh. is zero, to be clear, but you did really well in the game. <laughs> okay. Yeah, the movers said Thank they will you. wait until we finish recording to collect your things <laughs> yeah. and yeah. put them directly into the dumpster. Uh-huh. <laughs> My last follow-up is... Which Defying Gravity performance is your favorite? Okay. So this is where you lose us because Sam and I are not musical theater gays. And this was a trap. We, oh my God. I know. It's really sad. It, it's, it's. I not, thought, I thought I could trust y'all. I know. Look. And we led you astray. We really did. Yeah. The hardest. Askew. The, bamboozled run amok. Mm-hmm. The thing about hosting a podcast is that you think, mm-hmm. okay, you're a gay guy. You can do this. This is in your yeah. blood. Yes. And then at some point, yes. someone's like, well, which Defying Gravity is your favorite? And you're suddenly exposed. And suddenly. Exposed. Because people assume you know everything. And then it's like. It's true. And I just let them. I, it's not, you know. I don't have a disclaimer at the beginning of every episode that's like, by the way, these are my blind spots, and there are many. But, uh, <laughs> and I let people assume that I know. And then right now, I literally feel like we're going to be on the cover of Gay Podcaster Times. And yeah. it's like, guess who actually doesn't know anything about defying gravity? Listen. I'm going to vulture.com right after this. Oh my God, that's right. You literally are like in charge of the website that can make or break us. <laughs> Watch this space. Wait, yeah. I can. I want to assign y'all please some YouTube viewing. So the end of Defying Gravity, literally the witch is gliding up into the air, hitting a big, fancy, high last note. Mm-hmm. And there's super cuts of all the women who have played that role <laughs> hitting the last note and doing okay. the riffs. Uh-huh. Yeah. And so it's just like 18 of the same riff in succession. And you can like pick your favorite. And who is your favorite? I'm not going to say. <gasps> I'm not going to say. But I will say... I am going to say <laughs> Adina. Yeah, that's Adina. sort of what I figured. She's actually the one. Some other ones try to do more with it and some other ones maybe uh, do more fancy footwork towards the end, but she's the originator. Mm-hmm. Sure. She really is. Apparently, her voice is shot now. Between that and Frozen, she just did it too much. Oh, no. I Let me tell you something yeah. about Adina. Why didn't she get an Oscar for Uncut Gems? Hmm. Hello? Huh? <laughs> Why didn't Julia Fox get an Oscar for Uncut Say Gems? That. Well, that's, that's tea. But <laughs> I, I, I genuinely think both of them should have been nominated for Supporting Actress. And I'm sort of like, well, okay, if Adina did that and then nothing happened, then like we don't deserve her to be singing Defying Gravity. There you go. Yeah, I'm there actually kind of excited for her to be in stuff and not have to sing, you know? Yeah. She's great. She's really great. And she's more than just a little trickster. You know, she recently surprised everyone uh, at famed New York gay bar Metropolitan in Williamsburg. She surprised everyone there during a drag race viewing. Oh, she just showed up and was like, hey, girl. She showed up, yeah, and, and then like did a little sort of a little number with Charlene, who's a local drag queen. And I have she to say. Sing? Yeah, I, she sang. She did sing, oh, yeah. It was oh her last God. performance. She shot her voice entirely <laughs> there at Metropolitan for the gays. I mean, honestly, that would be iconic if, if her last, she really like used the last of her vocal cords vocal to sing with Charlene at Metropolitan. Metropolitan. <laughs> Honey, not the only pilot that's exploded at Metropolitan, am I right? Woo! <laughs> oh, this guy. Oh, brother. Um, wait, should we get into the topic? I think we have to. I think I have to wait. Metropolitan. I, I don't live in New York, mm-hmm. but I used to get to New York a lot. And I remember being there a, a few times, but one time, like, definitely kissing a stranger. But that's what well, you do. Yeah, yeah I mean, you it gotta. used to really have that vibe. I mean, that's where me and my boyfriend met. <gasps> We met Aww. there um, nine years ago. 
<laughs> oh, that's forever in gay years. It's true. It's true. And it was a one night stand. And the aforementioned Julio was there with us. Who knew? Oh, that's right. How yeah. much was he there for? Oh, we didn't hook up <laughs> <Yeah>. with him. <laughs> okay. But, no, but we, he did watch. He d- Yeah, no, but he was, <laughs> he was going to hook up with... He's taking notes. He was going to hook up with his friend, but then they, something went wrong. They decided Ooh. not to hook up. Yeah. And you saved the day, the night. Yeah. Yeah. It, it still had a happy ending. Well, when you found out he wasn't going to hook up, you were like, well, someone has a hookup. <laughs> what the fuck are we doing at Metro? Yeah, we've been and here for two hours. And you the nearest twink you could find <laughs> and immediately went home with him. If only, no. And the rest is history. The rest is history. And now, nine years later, the rest is history. Um, I, the other night, was like really romanticizing. Metro does summer barbecues. Do you trust the barbecue at a gay club? That's what I was going to say. Like, who knows where those burger patties <laughs> Honey, have been? I have had those burgers yeah. and I've never gotten sick. Um, yeah, okay. I was like, I'm so desperate for summer and I'm so desperate to be outside. Poppers are a disinfectant, drink. right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. That I was just like, God, I can't wait for Metro barbecue. I was like, the, the most delicious meal of the summer. Oi. 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 Yeah. Okay. That's how we live out loud, by eating um, questionable meat. <laughs> yeah, sorry we're not having Irwan Bella Thorne smoothies, <laughs> Sam Sanders. Yeah, our gorgeous hikes. Um, you know. Yeah, sorry we're hiking. slow in our hikes and we are eating diseased uh-huh. burgers at disgusting gay bars. It's called New York City, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Deal with it. Uh, we do things a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Um, Don't know if you've heard. <laughs> it's New York. Um, okay, let's get into the topic. Sam. Not old, York. No. <laughs> yeah. That, that was dumb. Wow. <laughs> As you were. As, okay. So tell us um, the topic that you brought today and what about it, what about its straightness led you to it? I am bringing to the table a condiment, a mm. food product that has been a big part of my life for a very long time, but that has always left me flummoxed when I try to consider it in any way intellectually. This condiment exists at the intersection of race, class, gender, and sexuality. Say that. Some people call it mayo. Some Mm. call it aioli. I call it mayonnaise with an L. You put an L in there. Wow. You know. Are you from from Nice, France? (laughs) Mm. would like to be would like to be okay so mayo i this is a topic that we've talked about on multiple episodes i would say Mm -hmm. when we had sandy honagon we ranked we said which condiment was which part of the lgbtq plus spectrum i don't really remember what we did for mayo um and then recently with greta we were talking about mayo as a sort of french it's a sort of francophile thing to Mm -hmm. like Makes you worldly, makes you sophisticated. Mm-hmm. Sam, I want to know, Sam Taggart, I want to know your history with mayo. I have been a mayo hater for most of my life. And mm. I was sort of like, but I think I hated all condiments. I was, I'm no, I'm no frills when it comes to my eating habits. And so I was. So your metropolitan burgers. <laughs> I, right. Like, wait, so, so would you just like have fries dry? Yeah. You guys That's don't have disgusting. fries dry? Wait, seriously? Yeah, I was obsessed that with dry fries. That says a lot. Um, wow, wow. <laughs> but so That is nuts. No, I'm sorry. it's not to, not, not to yuck your yum. <laughs> yeah. It's a little weird. It's a little weird. Um, well, I, but so I, I also thought like mayonnaise 
it has bad PR, I would say. Whoever's behind the PR of oh, mayonnaise totally. has like, yeah. at least in my growing up, I was like, this is really bad for you. Is sort of what I yeah. thought. Like, this is one of the worst things you can consume. But then in college, like the sandwich place would just like put it on. And because I didn't want to look like a baby, I would be like, yeah, whatever. That's fine. That's fine. So that's when I started eating it. And then I realized maybe that I do like it, but I still like didn't come out of the closet as liking it. Like I would still sort of be like until today, until today. today. (laughs) Yeah. But But even now I see you hesitating. Well, I don't want to I don't want that to be part of my identity that I like mayonnaise. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. You're ashamed. Yeah. I have shame. I have shame around it because. I don't know why. Sam Sanders, what's your relationship with mayonnaise? So I guess for me, it's like I didn't start to think about what mayo means until like adulthood. Mm -hmm. I first kind of found out through social internet that mayo is like race coded. And then when I start to think about that, I'm like, oh, how is it also queer or straight coded as well? Mm -hmm. But a large portion of black Twitter says that mayo is just for the whites. And I have always stood in defiant opposition to that claim. Yeah, that is definitely a widespread (laughs) stereotype that is harmful for multiple communities. Yes, yes. And so once I made peace with that, being a mayo defender as an Mm African-American, honestly, I've thought a lot about how like, oh, is mayo as a condiment also straight-coded or queer-coded? And to me, for several reasons, I'm going to say... It's maybe queer coded. It originates in France. Yeah. Feels gay. Right. Um, it's made with oil, vinegar, or lemon juice, and egg yolk. Egg yolk. Three gay ingredients. Totally. Egg yolk just screams gay. Yeah. When you're separating the white from the yolk, it's gay. like, relax. Yeah. Yeah. You're obsessed with yeah. this thing. And the fact that every now and then, mayo just goes by aioli. Right. Sis has another name for performance. She's queer. Yeah, Aoli is her Sasha Fierce. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. True. If she, if your condiment has a Sasha Fierce name, it's queer. I think the uh, just to be crossfire for a moment though, I mm-hmm. would say that mm-hmm. mayonnaise mm-hmm. culturally implies like sort of a fifties like traditional family, exactly. Which yeah. to me feels yeah. very straight and even conservative in family values. This is why I'm confused by mayo as an idea. Right, right, right. Well, I right? think what happens is I think mayo. Uh, and it's in its most basic state is straight conservative family values. Then aioli was a chance to rebrand it as more sophisticated, worldly queer. And then and reclaim its queer history. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But then people like Sam Sanders and I then re-reclaimed it and said, actually, mayo, mm-hmm. mayo, mayo was the original aioli, and mayo is queer, and mayo is French, and mayo is uh, the sophisticated choice. It's kind of the path of Beyonce's career. 100% Beyonce because guess what? She doesn't need Sasha, Sasha Fierce, Fierce anymore. But now she's just Beyonce and damn it, you will deal. And the Renaissance tour has drag queens. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and by the way, now it's so like when, you, when someone like talks about Sasha Fierce, it's sort of like, oh, that's sort of embarrassing. Like mm, that, Maybe, yeah. Not, Oof. yeah. You know no. what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't yeah. know. Sasha Fierce, that was a sort of mm-hmm. not like her finest moment. She was like, like trying to the, There was some desperation yeah. In, yeah. in the Sasha Fierce character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She wanted to get out. She wanted to escape exactly that's true okay so this this 50s thing i talked about before i also do feel like in general that like food and drink aesthetic is really popular right now like 
Oh, yeah. Every place, oh, totally. like it's like the martini and the like cl- classic club sandwich with a lot of mayo and like mm. this thing. And I don't know, like we're like one step away from like creamed corn being like the trendiest food you could eat. Oh, baby, it never went away from me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like fetishizing never. Midwest food. It's like Midwest food, diner food. Like old New York, like Times Square, Olive Garden and Times Square. Like everyone saw the movie yeah. Carol and said, "That's what all restaurants will be starting now." Sure. <laughs> yes, everyone saw Carol, as one knows. It was, everyone. Yeah. It was bigger than the Avengers. Carol. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it was bigger than the Avengers, and then actually Carol joined the Avengers as a superhero. Sign me up for that prequel. Her superpower is glancing. <laughs> Glancing with cigarettes. Speaking of superheroes, just total sidebar. Mm. Um, I just saw the new Guardians of the Galaxy, just because I love the raccoon. This film, they give the raccoons a backstory and it's torturous and makes you cry. Is the raccoon and Guardians of the Galaxy, they don't address his sexuality. They make him sound straight, but he feels sure. a little queer. He definitely I gives bisexual energy. It definitely gives bisexual. And right. I'll say it, Polly. Yeah, kind of toxic poly. Oh. Toxic poly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sort of a poly fuckboy. I would say bisexual poly fuckboy. Yeah. With a heart of gold? No. 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 <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Noted. Noted. Well, also, Sam, is there a part of you in there that is like, finds the raccoon like emotionally kind of hot? Like, are you kind of into it? Hmm. I want to fix him. <laughs> yeah. I want to fix him. <laughs> It is really fucked up. That you can't they do always that. Make, yeah. They always make animals like hot. Like, <laughs> I don't want to call raccoon hot. He's broken and, and that attracts me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love a broken man. Sure. Put sure. it back together. <laughs> Got a project. Um, That's right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I guess, okay, the Mayo conversation. Yes. Yes. To bring it back. To bring it back. Sorry about that. I think in America... Like, yes, we can say it was invented in France, but, like, no one's walking around assuming mayonnaise is invented in France. You know what I mean? Until, until, until there's a terror attack and you got freedom fries. Right. The next terror attack, they might go the same route with mayonnaise. And then Marco Rubio's like, we can only call it French aioli and it's banned. (laughs) Ooh, yeah. Wow. That could happen. Well, that would make it more chic if Republicans came out staunchly against mayo, then the sort of like still with her um, nasty woman crowd would really adopt it as a sign of as a sign of social progress. Mayo hats, not pussy yeah, hats. Yeah, mayo hats. <laughs> Dripping wet, flies flying around. Yeah, it's sort of like how, I don't know, what was it like Bud Light had some ad with some queer influencer and with then the people were like. influencer. Yes. Yeah. Dylan Mulvaney, in fact. And then people were like, well, we love Bud Light. So maybe they, yeah. the best yeah. thing for a brand is for there to be some it's kind of moral panic. Yeah. And I think Mayo could use that. It could use it. How did Freedom Fries even go that path? Because I don't know how French fries got caught up in the war on terror, but they did. But remember that? Like for a while they were calling them Freedom Fries? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What yeah. happened? I mean, uh, yeah. yeah. I'm Googling. <laughs> I'm like, I think they just sort of, well, like, I kind of lost, like, it was almost like the clapping at the healthcare workers in the pandemic. Like, oh, I feel like it just God. sort of like banging your, no, banging your pots and pans. <laughs> I was that guy banging my pot and pan. Uh, no, they yeah. just wanted fair wages and masks. I know. They don't I want know. me banging we on my motherfucking pot and pan. We can't be held accountable for things we do when we're in shock. <laughs> and in fact, the powers that be, this is actually the thesis of Naomi Klein's The Shock Doctrine, the powers that be use the aftermath of a big shock to make 
changes that people accept because they feel sort of vulnerable that then have Patriot Act. I mean, that's like what the war on terror was. Yeah. And that's what banging pots and pans was. Mm. So <laughs> if only Mayo can find a way to take advantage of that dynamic, then we'll be good to go. Bam. Freedom Fries was a politically motivated renaming of French fries in the U.S. The term was created in February 2023 in a North Carolina restaurant well, and was course. widely publicized a month later when the then Republican chairman of the Committee on House Administration, Bob Ney, renamed the menu item in three congressional cafeterias. The renaming occurred in context of France's opposition to the proposed invasion of Iraq. Oh, that's huh. that makes sense. You that know, it's funny because that tracks. Um, there was a lot of proxy warfare happening with food at the time. I distinctly remember mm. during the Bush years is when. Um, my family left America and people, there was a lot of anti-American sentiment and people would express it by boycotting like Coca-Cola. Hmm. Oh my God. That'll get them. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's yeah. like, okay, here we were boycott. Here we were renaming French fries abroad. They were boycotting Coca-Cola. Meanwhile, guess what? The war was going on. Yeah. Yeah. Raytheon still got paid. Yeah. Yeah. There were no troops that were like, oh, I'm sorry, they're boycotting Coca-Cola. We got to send the <laughs> Shut it down. Back. Shut it down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's wild. Yeah, it's feel, it feels great to have no power as a citizen. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. This is sort of back to the law thing. Mm -hmm. What kind of political event would have to happen to politicize Mayo, Mayo Aeoli? Okay, perfect question. Let me think. <laughs> Ooh, this is a great question. I'm struggling. I mean, basically, a Republican politician would have to, it would have to be a sort of, remember when Dr. Oz had that thing about the crudite and he like misspoke? No, what happened? Yeah, he was like, he said like, oh, I'm like talking oh. about inflation. He was like, I'm out and I'm getting some ingredients for crudite and like the broccoli is too expensive or whatever. And then John Fetterman and everyone's made like, fun crudite, of Everyone's like, you're not right. an American. Yeah. <laughs> so basically something like that needs to happen where someone ha is going to like Ron DeSantis accidentally is like, well, you know, when I put mayo on my fries and then Trump is like, yeah. mayo, what are you, a queer? Yeah. Yes. We need Ron DeSantis in a restaurant where the menu item he orders has mayo, but the menu calls it aioli. Yes. And someone from Axios or Politico yeah. takes a picture of, of him eating, of, of dipping a fry in what is aioli. Exactly. That sparks aioli gate. He gets mad. He says, from now on, you cannot call it. <laughs> Actually, he says, from now on, it cannot be at Disney World. No mm. aioli. Ooh, mayo. that's good. No mayo yeah. at Disney World. Yes. Yeah. That is the culture war that I want to see happen. And then mayo will boycott, would like yeah. not send any more mayo to Florida. Florida would become the mayoless state. Yes. <laughs> but then there will be an influx of viral TikToks of people bringing their own mayo to Disney World <laughs> restaurants. And they would order fries. In containers. And like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> and they'd be like, yeah, in like little travel containers. And they'd be like, proudly <laughs> eating mayo in, the ho in my home state of Florida. <laughs> <laughs> I stand with mayo. Hashtag yeah. I stand with mayo. Can we make this happen? I want this. Okay. Wow. You know what? Let's politicize mayo. Done. Let's politicize mayo. That's the Strader Lab challenge for the summer 2023. Listeners, do you hear us? <laughs> Queer the mayo and space. And it's actually sort of up to, it's up to each person individually to figure out what mayo means to them. Like, I don't want it to be straightforwardly coded as conservative or liberal. I think every person should should decide what it means to them and then let the market decide. There you go. So helpful. There you go. So, yeah. so what is helpful. the hashtag for this? I brought up I stand with mayo. Yeah. But can we get um, aioli in the mix? Like, what is the hashtag? Right, right, right. Uh, yeah. May 
Mayo, mayo, mayo have oh this no, dance. you didn't. Mayo, no, you didn't. Yeah. <laughs> mayo, no, you didn't. What about aioli? Yeah. Uh, aioli, aioli, I'm walking here. <laughs> so stupid. That one's such a really I difficult. I love it. I love it. Wow. We did it. We I did it, it, Joe. Well, we found a way to politicize mayo, which politicize who knew? Mayo. You know, one more thing about mayo is that I yeah. feel like. Yes. Like branding wise, it's weird to me that we still like it's weird to me that there's not like like Hellman's, I guess, is like the number one mayo, but it doesn't like and I don't know why. And I don't know why. I mean, what are they bringing to the table? And it doesn't like the name Hellman's doesn't like conjure anything for me in a way where I'm like, you're yeah. the number one provider of mayo. You have failed to capture the imagination of what mayo could be. Well, also, there's another path where it's like all the mayo and aioli producers could band together to just advertise for the product itself. Like all of the dairy farmers right. like do got the milk, milk campaign yeah, yeah, yeah. together. Totally. So it's like instead of a got milk campaign, can we have a got mayo campaign and there's just mayo on your upper lip? <laughs> totally. Oh, that, disgusting. Is that yeah. hot? That is Dripping. genius. That, <laughs> and they, and that would be quick. Talk about queer coded. That'd be queer I mean, coded. <laughs> <laughs> the egg yolk cream is on my lips. Exactly. It's like someone getting off their knees and looking at the camera and just like rubbing the mayo off of their lips. <laughs> be like, got aioli? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then it's like, you know, it's sort of, uh, you know, you think it's dirty, but then you pan down and what they were doing was eating a hot dog with yeah, mayo. There on you go. And then it's like an actually like, Actually, mayo contains 17 essential vitamins. And mm, mm-hmm. That's right. You know, all of that. Probably has a lot of protein because of, of all that egg yolk. <laughs> egg yolk. You gotta hope. Egg yolk is no joke. In my no, mind, wow. Okay. Oh, We're already, the, the, the ad copy is writing yeah. itself. This is There you incredible. go. There you go. Oh, well, um, honestly, I feel right. like we've like kind of covered mayo. Like we've <laughs> actually like, gotten to the bottom of it. And I think, you know, we, we did make an argument. It has both claws in the gay and straight communities and um yes so you know it's i think which is why it's so ripe to be politicized and oh yeah and so there we Listen, go as i said earlier mayo exists at the crossroads of condiment intersectionality <laughs> no it's really true and knowing that it needs and wants further and continued study mm-hmm. and acceptance mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. yeah well, yeah. I'm listening and learning. That's where I stand. <laughs> <laughs> We're doing the work. Of We're course, doing the work. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's just the beginning. The great work continues. In the words of Adina Menzel. <laughs> Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. From BBC Radio 4. Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. 
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Should we do our final segment? I mean, I think we might as well. George, will you introduce it? Of course, I would be honored <laughs> and thrilled to. Um, Sam, our final segment is called uh, Shout Outs. <laughs> and in this segment, we pay homage to the straight oral tradition of the radio shout out. Think TRL in 2003. Mm. Think calling into the Z100 Z Morning Zoo. You are giving a shout out to something that you are supporting, something that's making you happy, and something that you want everyone else to go check out. Um, and actually, I can I could go first. Love it. Okay. Um, let's see. What's up, listeners? It's your boy, George. And I want to give a quick shout out to um, stopping reading a book if you're not enjoying it. I have so much shame and so much guilt about stopping a book. It makes me it, it makes me feel like it is wasted time. Like it is like I have just, you know, it's like I'm 40 pages in. And why not read another 400 pages? But guess what? Life is short and books are long. Yes. So if you're going to read one, <laughs> read one that you like. I recently started reading a book, a book that has been recommended to me for many years and guess what it was even a short book and i thought i'm 50 pages in what's another 100 pages but you know what else i could do for those 100 pages read a book i actually like so i just want everyone to feel empowered get out there and just guess what if you read two pages of a book it counts just put it in your little notes app thing that has all the books you read that year no one's gonna check it no one's gonna fact check you no. don't be afraid and don't be ridden with guilt and shame and just put that book away maybe burn it who cares who and then cares? pick up another one and read that one Woo! and then burn that one too <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, I can go now. I love it. That's genius and very helpful, especially with summer just around the corner. Exactly. Um, okay. What's up, freak losers and perverts? I want to give a huge shout out to Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. That's right. I'm gaming. I'm gaming. I'm back on my gaming stuff. I um, recently beat Elden Ring, which I didn't think was possible, but nevertheless, she persisted. And now I picked up this game, and it is as fun as everyone says. Gaming is complicated because I don't feel smarter by doing it, but I do have fun. And I'm it actually feels like maybe the only leisure in the world because I don't feel like I'm bettering myself by doing it. But... Nevertheless, I have to do it. It's fun. It's fun to see videos of other people playing it and being like, oh, I didn't know you could do that. I love building community, even if it's through gaming, one of the most toxic communities you can find. But Zelda is um, a good game, and I am only played the beginning, and I look forward to diving in even further. XOXO. Bye. Woo. <laughs> I love it. Um, um, Sam Sanders, whenever you're ready. Whenever you're ready. All right. What up, what up, what up, what up, what up, listeners? It's your boy, DJ Sammy Sam, and I want to give a shout-out today on the radio to getting dressed up to take your dog on a walk. Ooh. Life is hard. Mm. Pandemic has been rough. You're still working from home. What the fuck else do you have to look forward to today? <laughs> Get dressed up. Wear that Le Labo cologne. Ooh. Polish your Birkenstocks, honey. Get out in these streets and look better than every other gay man walking their overpriced dog. You deserve. It's a win that you need. 
wear a tuxedo as you walk your dog every day. I allow that. That's my shout out. I love that. Oh my God, I love that. I got to wear a tuxedo while you walk your dog. Sam Taggart, you should try that. Yeah, I actually, I'm always torn when I walk the dog on should I look absolutely horrible and like sort of make a statement about how like just because I'm in public doesn't mean I need to give up my private life or should I look incredibly snatched and gorgeous and uh, show these people what real dog walking looks like. Yes. Let me tell you, my aesthetic for dog walks, and I and I will I will own this. I have multiple wardrobe changes before I figure it out. I'm giving Silver Lake Dad of moderately aspirational wealth. Mm, that's so tasteful. That's my vibe. Wow. Right? Yeah. So like you can tell that he's trendy, but not too trendy. Mm-hmm. You can tell that he's moneyed, but not too moneyed. You can tell he works out, but not too much. And he's a cool dad. Wow. Yeah. Maybe he works in the music industry. Yes. Yeah. He used to have an indie label. Yeah. Totally. Knows the guys from MGMT. Oh, you sure. Know. Wow. Yeah. That's a cool yeah. guy. Yeah. It's <laughs> a cool guy. He's right? actually he's actually jammed with them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> And he's got two screenplays kind of in the mix right now, waiting for things to, you know, get snatched up. So he has some more time with the kids right now. But mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's my vibe. I love that. And do you know who the godfather of his uh, daughter Harlow is? Scooter Braun. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and she is named Harlow. Yeah. She is that named child Harlow. is named Harlow. Yes. Wow. Well, yeah. what a beautiful Anywho. picture we painted. Um, thank you. Well, Sam, thank you so much for doing the podcast. This has been a delight. This was delightful. This was so much fun. I'm a fan. I loved having y'all on my show. I love being on the show. Oh my God, it was so much fun. It was just gay beauty. I still am replaying that moment of us deciding that Bed, Bath & Beyond is decidedly very, very queer. (laughs) It's a beautiful moment of audio. That's actually very... It's a beautiful moment of audio. It is. That was robust reasoning on our part. Yeah. Yes. And I appreciate y'all for it. Beautiful moment. Yeah. Wow. Well... Well, With that being said, everybody get out there and <laughs> get and put some mayonnaise on your food. <laughs> yes. Okay. And your body. And your body. Why not? Why it not? Moisturizes. Got mayo. Bye bye. Bye bye. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you, and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! 
Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 